Hey, Madison. Hey, Brady. I heard you like gummy bears. I love gummy bears. Gummy, who doesn't like gummy bears? Who doesn't? Psychos. Psychos, especially psychos. But you can use gummy bears for other things other than enjoying just the sweet, juicy, candy sweetness ah. that it's all there for that I know you appreciate. Other people like them as edibles. Where can you get good gummy bear edibles? Cannabis and a snap. Find the best marijuana and CBD deals near you on the Leaf Buyer app. It's so darn easy to save money on ounces, edibles, wax, shatter, and more of your 420 favorites. Stop paying for overpriced products. Just text 31996 to download the new Leaf Buyer app. Standard message and data rates may apply. You're listening to the OKC82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball, a part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of the OKC 82 Podcast. I am Madison Morris, here with Brady Trantham. We're sitting in a dark room right now in the Franchise Stations. Um, <laughs> and that- I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's false. I swear, we are both I'm wearing pants. two pairs of pants. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Good start to this one because, yeah. guys, this is the second night of a back-to-back. It's also the second night in a row the Thunder have won a game on the road. How the tables have turned, Brady Trantham. Goodness gracious, this game was actually really good because the Thunder, I, I honestly want to say they dominated this game because they, they looked did. really good. Um, Utah did not look good at all. They came into this series with a 9-2 advantage on their home court, and now they... Yeah, they're not looking too good on their home court. I thought the Thunder did a very good job taking care of business tonight. Um, I thought they shot the ball really well. They played together as a team very well. It's exactly what we saw out of them last night. Brady, what do you think? Yeah, um, the Thunder have won three games in a row. Good job. Going back to that Wednesday loss at home to the Pacers. But two of those three games, including tonight, um, Minnesota was, was without Andrew Wiggins tonight. The Jazz were without Mike Conley. So there are some blah, blah, some asterisks here and there. But at the end of the day, 82 games, you're going to be dealing with teams with injuries. And guess what? The Thunder have a ton of injuries of their own. Tonight, Danilo Gallinari didn't play. That was a little bit of a breaking news thing earlier in Mm -hmm. the middle part of the day. Uh, Darius Baisley got the start tonight, his first NBA start. Terrence Ferguson, again, was out for the third consecutive game, so Abdul Nader started. So the Thunder were also shorthanded. From the Utah, from the Jazz's perspective, I don't know how much of that was going to help because I think uh, Royce Young's been saying it over the last... 20 minutes or so on Twitter. He's been going on a little bit of a Twitter thread. The Jazz are in trouble. Mm. I went into tonight, Madison, thinking, okay, I've now reached the point where if the Thunder win games, I'm not going to be surprised unless they beat you know, like Toronto on the road or the LA teams. Like Clearly the cream right. of the league. Yeah. That'll be surprising. But for the most part, every team just below the, that category and down into the middle, if the Thunder were to beat any of those teams, I'm not going to be surprised. So I shouldn't really be surprised tonight, but given all the injuries, given it that it's the second night of the back-to-back, given that it was at elevation in one of the tougher environments to play, the Thunder kicked ass tonight. They did. They did. And it was good. Like Shea Gilles Alexander kicked ass to start off. Uh, it, I think the Jazz started off on a 7-2 run, and it kind of looked like, okay, here's your prototypical Jazz Oklahoma City game in Salt Lake City. But Shea Gilles Alexander really kept the scoring afloat, really kept the Thunder afloat. Just, just on his own, and as the game wore on, this team's defense is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like they've always been a top ten defensive rating um, 
team going back to the beginning of the year, kind of dipped out of the top 10, uh, about the 15, 16 game mark when the entire team was kind of going through a dip. But now they're kind of resurfacing back up. Last night against Portland, the defense racked it up really well early on. The Thunder did the same thing tonight. Um, It's just, it's not surprising they won a game, but man, they're they're just starting to rack up wins over teams that are quote-unquote better than them. Yeah. Because going tonight, they're 10 and 12. Six of those wins are against Golden State and New Orleans. Okay. Cool. That I mean, that's cool. You're beating teams that are that you're better than, so that means that you're, you know, not the worst team in the league. You're, not, you're in kind of the middle category. Yeah. But now they're starting to rack up wins against teams that have more talent than them. Portland and now Utah have worse records than the Thunder, but I think we can all agree that they have more talent than the Thunder and at least more cohesion going back the last few years in terms of their core. So now the Thunder are starting to beat teams like that. I'm starting to get worried for this fan base, Madison, because we're getting closer to December 15th when the league can then be traded. Half the league can start getting traded at that point. Yeah. I'm starting to get worried for this fan base because they're going to fall in love with Dennis Schroeder having good nights like this. They're going to fall in love with Chris Paul just having his way in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. If if opponents are going to just let Chris Paul get there un- unevaded, go ahead and take the shot. He's going to probably make it. They're going to fall in love with this team, and then if trades happen, that's going to be pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, no, I think it will, and I think that timing right now is a little bit of a funny thing because I think a lot of people are starting to realize, oh, wow, the Thunder team really isn't that bad. Like, they could really make the playoffs. I've seen a ton of tweets that are like, honestly, if the regular season ended right now, they would be in the playoffs. They'd actually be a contender for getting past the West, or getting through the Western Conference. Um, Hold your horses, everybody, because that's not exactly going to be the case. Things are going to move. There are a lot of moving pieces that are coming this way, I I mean, I would assume. And so that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so right now, I think, I don't want to say it's like a false hope type of thing, but the Thunder... They're playing really well together right now. They're doing a good job of getting Thunder fans very excited for what's to come. Um, I like the way that they're involving new guys each night. People are going down with injuries. Uh, Obviously, like like Brady said, Danilo Gallinari wasn't up here, but we got to see a lot of Lou Dort tonight. He had a lot of good action. Lou Dort! Lou Dort for the win. Muskie got out there and got after it. That was exciting. Yeah, he, did. He, he typically he just did. goes after what he wants. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's exciting to see all these new guys kind of get a chance to get out there and get after it. And so that's really cool. Um, hopefully, I, I don't know. I like the cohesion of this team right now. I don't want to say that when Hami Diallo is out there, it's kind of different. Obviously, when Terrence Ferguson is out there, it's different. Right now, those guys are not playing. Um, I don't know if that necessarily makes a big difference, but I think right now this team is just they're screwing their you know they're screwing it all together. It looks a lot better out there. They look better as a team. Um, hopefully, when guys who are hurt right now when they come back, it's not going to make that much of a difference. It might, but I don't know, Brady. Things are going to happen. People are going to leave. People are going to come. I I just I don't know. Terrence Ferguson is on this road trip. I'm sure everybody saw him on the sidelines. So everyone what, saw his legs. Well, yeah. <laughs> what that tells me is um, he probably didn't play. He probably wasn't prepared to play last night. And then they just went ahead and said, well, you're not prepared tonight. We're not going to play you on the second half of back-to-back. But he's on the road trip. So unless this contusion is pretty darn bad, I'm going to safely assume that he's probably going to play against Sacramento. Uh, Steven Adams, when he had his knee contusion, missed two games in a row. Then he missed three games in a row. Terrence has now missed three games in a row. I don't know if Maddie Lee or Eric Korn, who are in Utah right now, mm-hmm. before the game, if they asked Billy, do you anticipate Terrence playing on Wednesday? 
In which case, Billy would just say, I don't know that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did say that he didn't anticipate him playing tonight yesterday, but again, it was the second half of back-to-back. They kind of go hand-in-hand. Um, so he threw him a bone there in that lease. But without Terrence Ferguson, like you mentioned, guys had to step up. Lou Dort, let's talk about him. This dude played 29 minutes tonight, and he didn't foul out. He only finished, hey, with, good for him. He, he finished with four fouls. He was never really in foul trouble. And the guy really held his own defensively. I I, I talked about this in the pregame on 107.7 The Franchise. I, uh, I felt bad for him. He gets his first minutes in the NBA against Minnesota. Okay, and it, he barely really plays. And then his second matchup, while you're Snapchatting right in front of me. Um, <laughs> I'm not Snapchatting. I was yawning. <laughs> Literally yawning. I thought you just liked to Snapchat yawns. That's your thing? Okay. No, his second game in the NBA. All right, go chase around Dame Lillard. Now, the Thunder won, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the Thunder, The Thunder won... But Lou Dort fouled out. Tonight, Donovan Mitchell wasn't really ever able to have his way with him. At no. least physically, Lou Dort is a tank. I thought that when I saw him at Summer League down in Vegas in July. Guy's a tank. He's 20 years old. There is something to work there with mm-hmm. it with him. And I think you saw it tonight. He finished with nine points, two rebounds, three of six from the floor, 0 of three from the three-point line. But, he, I mean, he struggled in Summer League from the three-point line. Uh, hit all three of his free throws. So there is something to work with there mm-hmm. mechanically. Uh, in terms of a shooting, but man, this worries me a little bit. Let's get off track a little bit here, Madison. This does worry me for our good friend Deontay Burton, friend of the show. Oh, Deontay, shout out! And, and it's just because, like John Ham also said this during the pregame show tonight, things move so quickly in the NBA. They do. And where Deontay may have had maybe like as safe as you can have um, a role on the end of a bench in the NBA, mm-hmm. he is 26 years old. I mm-hmm. love the guy. Um, but if Lou Dort is going to keep improving in terms of basically just don't get in foul trouble and you can get minutes. Yeah. And as long as Hamadou Diallo is out for the next month or so, he's going to be able to have opportunities, at least for Billy Donham, to say, we need some physicality out there. We need some energy. Lou Dort, go out there and go do your thing. Yeah. If he's going to be keep if he's going to keep doing this, I don't know what happens with Deontay Burton. But again, I don't want to get too much into that. Shout out to Lou Dort. He had a good game tonight. Oh, I thought I thought you had something else to say. No, no, no. I totally. <laughs> this I, is great. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I really did think that you were going. Um, I can keep going. No, no, no. I I don't want to hear you talking about. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I did think that Lou Dort had a good game just because last night he was kind of the big talk of the game. Even though he did foul out, he only had two points. He still he made a lot of big plays on defense, and that's exactly what he did tonight. I even saw a few tweets out there of people comparing him to Andre Robertson. I think don't jump the gun, people. Like, come on now. In what way? Just like being good on defense. Oh, okay. Like being a very, like exactly what you called him. He was a tank. He was out there doing a lot of dirty work. Obviously, he got him fouled out last night. Got pretty close tonight, yeah. but he was able to stay in that game. I thought in Summer League that he has a long way. To, I, I don't know if he's ever going to really play for the Thunder. Yeah. And I probably should have assumed, well, the Thunder's not going to be very good, so he'll probably play. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that at the time, but I will say, I think early on, I'm more optimistic about Lou Dort's offensive game in terms of his shooting ability than I ever was with Andre Robertson, even when he was a young player. Yeah. That hitch in his and Andre's shot, I just never liked. Yeah. I kind of see the same thing with Hamadou Diallo, but I, I think he's going to have more opportunities athletically to try and fix it that I don't think it'll matter that much down the road. But I, I'm more optimistic about Lou, about Lou Dort's offensive game than I am Andre Robertson's, but that's not really saying much. Right. Not trying to insult the guy. 
but it is what it is. No, I agree. I'm and, done talking. <laughs> well, I think that just the fact that Lou Dort, he was able to come out tonight again and get to play some significant minutes. He didn't fell out. He, I mean, obviously he did a really good job with Donovan Mitchell when he was out there. That was kind of a big thing um, that was kind of going around like before this game started. People were talking about, you know, how is he going to handle someone like that? Obviously, Donovan Mitchell is this incredible player. But I thought Lou Dort held up so well. He had two very, like, powerful plays. There was uh, one where he was able to get a really nice dunk. That was awesome for him. Uh, then also he kind of helped Steven get out of a tricky situation. Steven passed it back under or back to him under the rim, and he was able to get an and one dunk. So that was really good for him. I just – I like the way he improved in – I don't want to say like improve, but he took so much from last night and he turned it around so fast into this game tonight and he really contributed out there. And so I think that says a lot for the evolving aspect of his playmaking skills when he's out there. And so I don't want to say Deontay Burton is in trouble, but right now, obviously Burton's doing a great job. He is back with the G League right now. He was able to help them uh, get a big win here in Oklahoma City just what, like last night or two nights ago. So that was really good for him. I think that is probably where he might remain for a little while, especially with Lou Dort playing the way he is with Oklahoma City. Um, I don't know. I just, I like where things are. I know exactly what John was saying in the pregame. Things move around so fast. Things can change at just the drop of a pen, really. But I think Lou Dort, he's in a comfortable position right now. And uh, I I hope he gets more minutes out there. I like the way he plays. I think, uh, especially guys like Dennis out there, he he was all smiles tonight just seeing Lou make some big plays. So I think he fits in well with them right now. Obviously, he gets along a little bit better with the guys on the team. Oh, um, what are you talking about? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Brady. Oh, I think. Fraulein, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, I think he does fit and mesh well with these guys that are on the Thunder roster right now. So I hope that continues for him. And even guys from the G League, they were putting all over their social media, just shouting out Lou. It's a G thing. Yeah, they're all happy for him. They're excited. Donovan Mitchell, 10 of 25 from the floor. He finished with 26 points. Uh, not efficient whatsoever. And I know Lou Dort didn't guard him the entire time. You know, right. This was a team effort. Donovan Mitchell's a really good player. But Lou Dort does get a lot of credit for that. And this has been your Lou Dort eight minutes on the OKC82 podcast. You're welcome, Lou. Yes. Good job, Mr. Dort. But tonight for the Thunder, Dennis Schroeder, 27 points, 11 of 21. Just did his thing scoring, especially in the third quarter where the Thunder, like, really... Surprisingly, the third quarter has been very nice to the Thunder recently. It was really nice to them tonight. Yeah, let's see. They, they definitely outscored them 34, big time. 34-21 Goodness. Uh, in the third quarter. I mean, it was over in the third quarter. Like, right. It was... You haven't been able to say that if you've followed this team or if you root for this team. Yeah, but Thunder fans were probably very confused what was going on. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, 27 points. Shea Gilles Alexander had his third good game in a row, Madison. Um, He's the, back! The second 10-game stretch of the season, he was averaging 15 points per game, whereas in the first 10-game stretch, he was averaging 23, 24 points per game. Last three games, he scored 21 points, 29 points, and now 20 points. He's starting to look a little bit more comfortable with what defenses are throwing at him now. He's picking his spots a little bit better in terms of when to be aggressive. I like what I'm seeing. That was my biggest key to this game. I didn't think that the Thunder defense is going to stifle Utah to such a point that it probably wasn't going to matter anyway. Shea could have had a pedestrian game offensively. The Thunder still probably would have won, but I thought going into tonight, Shea had to have a good a good offensive game. Yeah. They had, I mean, because you, you're out Danilo Gallinari, who's one of your best players anyway, scoring-wise. You have to do, as my boss, as our boss texts me, I forgot to ask you if your jersey site has a Cream City jersey. Um, I'll answer him later. <laughs> 
I'm Shout sorry. Out, Gary. So really quick, every OKC AT listeners, we were told that we were supposed to be on the radio tonight. But the schedule said otherwise. We had conflicting reports. I wasn't told. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah, I, you weren't told because when I was told, I corrected everybody. And they were like, oh, okay. So I just didn't feel the need to tell you that I had to correct people. No, it's fine. But Jerry just texted me. And it's, you know, we, we started recording. The game has, the game has been over for about 25 minutes. And I was just prepared to go, you guys are supposed to be on the radio. <laughs> like my heart just stopped and I forgot what I was saying. Okay, Shea Gittles Alexander, good job. I like what I'm seeing out of him. Cool beans. Yes. Go Shay. Dennis Fuda. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is because of my exploits that we won the game. <laughs> and headband shooter. Yeah. What was with I, the headband tonight? Put the headband on. It just it felt good. It hey, felt good. I mean, mix it up a little bit, so I guess. Ich wollte eine Basket spielen, yeah. He probably just wanted to match the jersey because he had that nice blue headband. It was like, you know what? We're wearing the blue tonight. Let's put it on. I wonder if it's because he had skull surgery and he was hiding his stitches. Oh, is that? Yeah. That was a quick turnaround. It's dark in here. It is very dark in this room. It is very dark in this room. I can't even see you. I like sitting in the dark, so I requested we keep the lights off. Are you you emo? Um, (laughs) Yes. Are you okay? I have a lot of emotions. (laughs) Oh. Evanescence plays in the background. I know. Yeah, you were having fun with that shake weight earlier. Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you were having too much fun with the shake weight. Yeah, sure. There's a shake weight in the studio, and I tried it out. One more, one more quick basketball thing before we get to questions, Madison. Steven Adams, 11 points, 13 rebounds. I know last night he only had six points, so people aren't going to look at the box score and go, oh, Steven Adams had a good game. I actually thought he had a pretty good game last night. I thought he did, Defensively, um, neutralizing Portland's uh, paint offense, because in that game a week ago where the Trailblazers killed them, a lot of their early points came in the paint. Stephen Adams did a good job of neutralizing that. Um, so I'm going to chalk this up as Stephen's fifth good game in a row. He's officially back. He's not hurting anymore. Um, four he's for, back. Four for four from the um, from the field. Three of four from the foul line. So he's slowly building. I think in the last six games, five or six games, he's shooting north of 80% from the free throw line. Woohoo! And he's. It's not like he shot three in that time span. I think he's had. More than 13 or 14 free throw attempts. He Probably, just looks much yeah. more comfortable. He even took a big charge. just right before you got here, Madison. He took a charge from Rudy Gobert in the open floor. Oh, my. And it was a charge. It was a good call. But he kind of sold it at the end. Like, he rolled. over. Like, he, his legs went up, and he just rolled backwards. It oh was, like, Lord. all theatrical. It looked a like, lot of body. It looked like The Rock selling a Stone Cold Stunner on <laughs> WWF. It was cool. But Steven was so proud of himself. Like, he walked to the bench, and he just kept... kept doing the old school dad fist pump and everything. And everybody was so excited. Steven's such a dad. He left Hamadou Diallo hanging once Aww. and the camera still lingered on the bench and Hami was still standing there with his hand up and I got to the point where I was like, please give him my five. <laughs> it's so painful. It, yeah, just stop. Did you see that video on Twitter? I retweeted it. It was Kevin Durant. He was trying to give... Uh, oh, and Spencer Dinwiddie came. Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. <laughs> and so he just gave himself one because Spencer totally ignored his high five. <laughs> And it was so funny. He's like, who are you? It was really painful, though. You weren't on this fun team last year. Now we have a team that no one gives a crap about. Yeah. Because Kyrie Irving puts out Instagram stories. and Oh, Lord. And you're here talking. He talk- writes poetry on his Instagram. And you're here talking about a team you played with three, four years ago. Yeah, get over it, bro. At some point, we get over it. Let's get to the questions as I pull up my phone and get to the Twitter. <laughs> okay, we are here, we are here. <laughs> it is because of me that we won the game. <laughs> I banish you to the G League, Deontay. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. 
Oh, this one comes from Cody McChicken, friend of the podcast, because he always ah, asks good Cody questions. Cody always asks good questions yes. to us last year. So Dennis is going to get the first back, right? Or So Dennis is going to get a first round pick back, right? Or do we even want to give him up now? Um, I have been of the belief that if you had, if I had to choose one player that gets traded first from this team, I think it would be Dennis Schroeder, just mm-hmm. because the Thunder... If if they decide okay it's time to make deals now if they don't want if they don't see this team as hey this team could potentially be a playoff team I think it's safe to say that now because Minnesota and Phoenix and Oklahoma City are probably going to be in that same seven to nine area mm-hmm. and if you're the Thunder with the team that you have the roster and the winning experience that a lot of these guys have you got to like your chances so if Presley yeah. says screw it let's just Let's just go to the playoffs when in a year where no one thought we could do it. <laughs> hey, that'd be kind of which cool. w- which would mean that there is no deal out there that Sam Presti just really wants to jump on. So if that happens, so be it. But if the front office says no, we're going to trade regardless. I've always thought that Dennis would be the first guy um, traded. I don't know what you can get from. I don't think you can get a first round for him straight up. I think you'd have to attach something, whether it be a m- one of those pick swaps. Whether it be maybe even Nerland's Noel as a package deal, I think you could get a first, yeah. maybe a first and a second if that's the case. But um, I think talent-wise, it makes sense. Dennis Schroeder is worth a first-round pick, especially considering what team he would go to. But I think it'd still be hard on the open market. But Yeah. No, I agree. I think right now, Dennis, he has become quite the player for Oklahoma City. I think a lot of Thunder fans have really grown to like his playing style, the way that he is really aggressive. I'm starting to see... Now, I don't want anyone to light me on fire for saying this, but I'm starting to see uh, a little bit of Russell Westbrook in him just because I think he, agility-wise, he's very good uh, when he has the opportunities. He takes a lot of those risks. He's not really afraid to shy away from anything if he uh, wants to step up and be a leader. I kind of like that about Dennis. Yeah, sometimes it might be not arrogant, but it's just, you know, every basketball player is arrogant in their own way, and that's why they're so successful. Look at Russell Westbrook. And so... I like the way that Dennis has kind of asserted himself as a guy who should be getting all these points. He should be taking all these shots. He should be leading the way when he is out there. And so, yeah, I think he is a valuable player. Uh, It would be a shame, I guess, to see him go. In the long run, it might help out this organization a lot, and that would be great for Thunder fans if they really do look in the grand scheme of things. Uh, However, I don't know you know, if it would necessarily hurt right away or if it would just hurt later on to lose Dennis Schroeder. But he's a great player. I think Thunder fans should at least enjoy him for right now. Oh. And he's he's given a hell of a performance when he comes out there, no pun intended, it would It would hurt me because I get a lot of laughs out of you doing a Dennis Schroeder impression. <laughs> I know. I think it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's just, like I said, <laughs> you look deeply into my gold patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ikaba and a grossen schnitzel. Anyway, I need you to watch this video while I start an- okay. asking the next question. Thunderbeard. Oh, I, I love this. I'm video. not going to read your at, but it's a very funny at. Thunderbeard says, or asks, excuse me, why they no lose? Why they no lose? Madison, why why did they no lose? Uh, Because they've been saying all season. They don't want to just go out there and not put forth the effort to win a game. They're going to try their damn hardest out there when they are playing, and that's what they're doing. But now, unlike probably earlier on in the season when they were on the road or even at home sometimes, now they're actually coming out successful because I think that they have pieced together a good, uh, like a good scheme 
of a way to be a good team. And that totally just rhymed. That was so yeah. good. That was so good. I didn't know you was spitting rhymes. I didn't know I was either. So we're just going to go with it because I'm really proud of that one. But they didn't lose because they're not going out there planning to just lose, 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 lose. They want to keep the confidence building around this team. I think they do. And especially guys like Chris Paul, every time he has talked to the media, he's just he's pretty much addressed it up front and said, listen, that's not our intention. We're not going to go out there and just play a crappy game and then come and deal with the consequences later. Yeah, it might be great for the future, but that, you know, we're focused on being a good team right now. And I think now they're being successful with it. And that's great. So Thunder fans should be excited for that. I don't know if that's going to be like the overall plan. I think a lot of people are confused, confusing, or including myself. I'm starting to confuse myself. Mm. But uh, yeah, they didn't lose because they're actually really not that bad of a team. Shocker. No, they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team. They're an awful team. I'm just kidding. They're no, I'm talking, talking about Utah, of course. That's why the Thunder won because Utah, Utah's trash. They're playing yeah. like the Utah disco right now. The disco. Because yeah, no one likes disco. <laughs> Except for your dad, I assume, Addison, right? My dad. Imagine, was your dad, how old was he in the 70s? Was he like in his teens? Yes, because he was born in 65. Okay, so 1979, he'd have been 14, 15. 14. Okay. Yeah, you're, I can just picture your dad with like, just picture your dad with a big mm -hmm. afro. I would love to see Brian Morris with an afro. And then roller, Shout out, Brian. roller skating. Aw, he's probably so precious. Oh, that is just too much. Um, <laughs> let's see. CMF official Chincho. I'm sorry if I'm screwing that name up. Why this team is always giving me hope, even when they are supposed to lose. Why they love to do that, Brady. What do you people want? You people. What do you people want? No, it, again, there is a divide between a portion of the fan base and what the team currently constructed wants the team currently constructed wants to win the fan base wants to quickly get to the next phase and in order to do that it does make it feel more comfortable to just say screw it lose just get the first round draft. just get the lottery and get the highest draft pick and then two three years later we'll have kevin durant russell westbrook and, J and james harden right oh they did yes the, they did the lou dort thing again yes uh terrence ferguson on instagram like i said many more to come lou like i said I did, think he did that on purpose. Did Dennis Schroeder do that? Dennis Schroeder has hijacked Terrence Ferguson's story. Dennis Schroeder has hijacked Instagram stories. That is not good. And Lou now is holding up a sign with 11 points on it. Uh, I thought he had nine. Well, plus two. The other uh, night. It's oh, he added on. That's good. It's growing. That's cute. It's very cute. I like that. I think Terrence Ferguson stole that from my Twitter because I tweeted out, Lou. Hmm. God, the mm. original Terrence. Craig Milkowski. Does Dort's play spill the end for of Burton? I think we already touched on that. My bad, Craig. But shout out to you for asking a question. Hey, we Craig. Really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lou Dort is taking his opportunity and running with it. And if he continues this, then, I mean, yeah, it would. I don't know if that necessarily spells the end. But if when you remember that Deontay Burton is 26 years old. Yeah. Uh, Lou Dort is 20. And they are essentially the somewhat the same player right now, um, in terms of what they bring to the Thunder's roster or the rotation when they're on the floor. Um, you got to go with whatever guy is doing positive things at the time. And when Deontay's on the floor, for the most part, I think Deontay does some positive things. Um, 
when Lou Dort has been on the floor the last two games, he's done some positive things. Mm-hmm. But Lou Dort's with the Thunder and Deontay's with the Blue, so it's Lou's. I guess it's his job to lose at this point. Yeah, and like I, I like when Deontay Burton is out there. I think he makes some good plays. I think he contributes well. Um, except Lou, he's just. I feel like he's more of a versatile player right now, and I don't want to trash on Deontay Burton. Close fan of the pod, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. Close friend of ours. But, oh, yeah. We're hanging out later on tonight. Yeah, I know. We're all going to get coffee in the morning, too. So, <laughs> um, I I just, I think kind of what I was saying earlier is that Lou is just meshing, meshing more well. He's doing what the Thunder need more of right now, and that is scoring points. Deontay Burton, he doesn't exactly score a lot when he's out there. I think he plays pretty great defense, and that's very, you know, that's vital for a team's success, obviously. But I think right now, Lou is playing good defense when he is out there. He's playing very aggressively, like I said, on last night's pod. And he's also scoring. I mean, he picked up nine points tonight. So I I love the fact that he's able to, you know, kind of play both sides of the ball a little bit better than Deontay right now. And so, especially in this league, if you're able to contribute heavily on two sides of the ball, you're able to play really well with the guys that are on the court, and you're able to lead your team to victories over, you know, somewhat decent teams – then I think you should get the job over the other guy. And so right now I think Deontay, he's either just going to have to work work his ass off to get back to where he wants to be or, you know, who knows what will happen. That's really just my two cents on it. What if you were sick for like a week and then your sister Meredith like just came and spelled for you and then all of a sudden... It'd be rough. All of a sudden Meredith has re- my job. replaces you. Yeah, and then I'm stuck on the bench. I mm-hmm. mean, if I still make that kind of money, we'll that's fine. We'll send you to the franchise but... too. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that still a thing? Oh my gosh. But like the AM channels? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone listen to AM radio out there? We'll send you to Tulsa with John Hoover. John! So quickly. What up? Tulsa doesn't have a basketball team. Uh, they don't. Not a professional one. Unless I want to cover what they had the Shockers, right? The 66ers? The women's WNBA team. Oh, wasn't Kevin Durant like engaged to one of one of them? What's her name? Skylar Diggins? I have no idea. I think wasn't Kevin Durant engaged? He to was a WNBA player. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Why didn't that work? How the turns have tabled. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see Darius Baisley say that he's hashtag loyal to Jordan Clarkson on Twitter last night? Really? Yeah. Jordan Clarkson was saying like, if you had to leave, like, which one would you rather leave at home with your girl at home, your wallet or your phone? And then Darius answered, like, both of them. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything. I'm I'm a loyal guy. Wow, someone snatched this kid up. He's 19. He is 19. John Hamm called it tonight. He was like, you're 19 years old. You have not known the pleasures of what life can throw at you, especially as a millionaire athlete. Just give him another year. Give him another year. He hasn't met the IG what models yet. What are you trying yet. to say, Madison? He hasn't met the IG models yet. You're going to be so disappointed. You're going to be so disappointed when you're covering this team and like all these new 19, 20 year old kids that are just so happy to be here and optimistic and just positive attitudes. And then the IG model comes and corrupts them. Don't even get me started. Screw them. I mean, what would you do if you saw Mike Muscala hanging out with an IG model? I would be so disappointed because I know Muskie's worth. (laughs) I am an avid fan of Muskie and he deserves only the best. Yeah. I'm not saying that's me. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not, I'm really not that great. Madison, you are the best. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, but, until Meredith like replaces you here. Yeah, because that could definitely happen. <laughs> but I don't. Do we have any more questions? Or are we wrapping it up? What's going on here? No, uh, we're gonna wrap it up like a Jimmy hat. All right, let's wrap her up. Do you know what that is? 
<laughs> anyway, the Thunder, they have won their third consecutive game, and now they have won their second game of a second night of a back-to-back. Good for them. They take it at 104-90 to over the Utah Jazz. They are now 11-2 on the season, and they'll be back in action against the Buddy Heels of the world in Sacramento against the Kings on Wednesday. That'll be fun. 9 o'clock tip here for you Oklahoma folks. Brady and I will be chugging coffee watching it. Hopefully you will too. Be a good job. Sexy! All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.